We want to thank the sponsors that helped bring you high school football here on Round Guy Radio. We're going to start out with Iowa Tire of Fairfield, Iowa, as well as Kyoto Transmission and Repair, uh, Flint Cliffs Manufacturing of Burlington, Iowa, Wester Drug of Wilton and Muscatine, Jen Fagan, your neighbor's insurance agent, Home Plate Sports Cars of Oskaloosa, Iowa, Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa, B&B Propane, R&B Brakes of Dubuque for the best sports page. Check out R&B Brakes Facebook page. Richardson's Tech Solutions of Richland, Iowa, Farmers Co-op and Vision Ag of Kyoto and all the areas around, and uh, the Packwood Locker of Packwood, Iowa, soon to be Griner Meats and Groceries of Richland, Iowa. Well, uh, Scotty Melvin wanted to do kind of a, a, a tribute to the Winfield Mount Union Wolves team that he's so high on this year. Uh, we've got Coach McCarty and Scotty Melvin. Uh, uh, Coach McCarty, welcome to the program. I appreciate you having me on. Scotty Melvin, welcome to the program. Hey, good morning, guys. All right. Well, Scotty, you've been kind of planning this interview out. Uh, you, you came to me and said that since they, they lost the game this week, you want to do a special episode into uh, a team that you've really, really um, got an affection for this year, uh, the Winfield Mount Union Wolves. I'm just going to turn this over to you, and uh, you and Coach McCarty can just uh, um, do the rest of this interview. Yeah, okay. Um First off, Coach, I just wanted to say I was feeling kind of bad for you guys, and maybe it ain't a bad thing. I don't know that you guys lost uh, the game with Mormon Trail this week, but I thought, uh, you know, we, we probably should have done this for Waco last year with the season they were having. Um, just kind of take time to reflect on uh, what you guys have accomplished this year so far, and I know there's a lot left on the table there for you, but uh, you guys have had a stellar season. And, and I want to say, you know, on the heels of what Dave said there, not just this season, but we've had a lot of fun following your last three years. And uh, it's culminated into this uh, for the senior class, what you guys have been doing this year. It's been a lot of fun to watch and follow. Yeah, um, you know, I appreciate that. Um, you know, it's nice when a couple teams in the area, um, you know, back-to-back years are having nice seasons. It's good for the area. It's good, to, good for the younger kids to see that it can be done uh, out of this area. Um, you know, and then to kind of echo your thoughts about the last couple of years, this senior group has really been a special group for us. Um, a lot of them were thrown into the fire as freshmen, um, you know, and they have grown not only physically, but, you know, a lot of what we've done has become slow to them because they've been doing it for a few years. And you're seeing the benefits of those guys, um, get, you know, playing as freshmen. Get, they got a lot of game reps. You know, there's some guys that this is their fourth year as a starter. Um, so a lot of what they, they, they've seen a lot of it. You know, I'm not going to say they've seen it all, but they've seen a lot of, Things that can be thrown at them, and, and they've learned. Um, you know, we've got guys that are football players, not just kids that are out for football, um, you know, and so that helps our team quite a bit this year. And like you said, there's a lot left to be done. Hopefully we're halfway point in our season, um, which is weird to say, uh, but, you know, that's that's kind of our goal. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I was lucky enough to grow up in Western Illinois back when it was kind of the, the I don't know, the mecca of small school football in, in that state. And I saw programs that uh, were established and up-and-comers uh, reached the pinnacle of going to state championship games. And it seemed like kind of year after year there in the 90s and early 2000s. And uh, so when I seen Waco do what they did last year and you guys coming along and watching these players develop these last three years and culminating into this season, uh, especially for your seniors, 
who have some good underclassmen support. It's, you, you have that thought in your head. This team has that look, you know, and, and it's a lot of fun to watch. And so I hate to miss a Winfield Mountain Union game any Friday this, this fall. Although some of the games with, uh, the, the competition level in the district, they're kind of foregone conclusions seems like, but. So I kind of wanted to go over the players. I know you've done that a lot, but I, I pulled up the stats on Bound, and we just kind of want to maybe spotlight what these kids have accomplished this year so far. And, and the numbers are eye-popping. I mean, I know it's eight-man, and so that kind of magnifies that sometimes a bit. But um, start with quarterback, Jake Edwards. Uh, you, we had the, the rumblings early on when we talked to you before the season about him stepping in at quarterback and moving cold milks around and whatnot. And, what that might look like. And his numbers are just incredible, I think, especially for a first-year starter, sitting at about 60%. Completion rate, 17 touchdowns and two interceptions, according to Bound. Uh, what can you say about his development through the season? Yeah, um, you know, so we didn't really know exactly what we had in Jake as far as the skill set goes. What we did know we, what we had in Jake was we had a kid that was a smart athlete and a great competitor. Um, you know, he's played a lot of basketball in his life you know, through AAU and now through high school and those kind of things. And so we knew we had a kid that knew how to compete. Uh, we knew had a, a kid that knew how to lead, um, you know, as, as a floor general in basketball. You know, he's doing it for us now on the football field. Um, you know, his his uh, his fundamental skills have come a long way from where they were at last year to this year. And, um, you know, to be honest, I was talking to somebody yesterday. Um, you know, he's a big reason. I mean, they're all a big reason, right? But he's a big reason we're able to do what we're able to do on offense. He's able to stretch the field in the passing game in ways we weren't able to do it last year. It's not a knock on Cole. It's just that wasn't his strong point. Um, and so Jake, you know, the way Jake's been able to get the ball to our playmakers, um, you know, I hate to use the term game manager. That's probably a term you could have used for me when I played as a quarterback. But, um, you know, we haven't had to ask him to do too much for us. Um, and I think even if we did, he'd rise to the occasion. Um, you know, he had a rough outing to start the year, um, rough outing against Waco a little bit. I think that's a tribute to those two teams. Um, and kind of the things they did on defense. Um, but, you know, other than that, he's been extremely efficient. We haven't, you know, games get out of control early, so he hasn't been able to put up big numbers. Um, you know, I think with Iowa Valley, we threw seven passes. His first incompletion, the first attempt was incomplete. He rattles off six straight completions, four of which were touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I played a lot of quarterback. I don't think, I, I mean, those are the kind of days you want, you know. So um, he's just done a really nice job of getting the ball where it needs to go, understanding the offense. Um, and then leading those guys out on the field. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, last year, I think I got my first glimpse of him. It was at the Waco game, late in the game when, when you know, the backups are in or whatnot. And yep. I paid a lot of attention when I saw Jake come in there cause, because of the basketball skill thing. I'm, it seems like a seamless transition for a kid, you know, that is so good at point guard on that sport to step in at quarterback. And, and I was not surprised at how good he looked at the position. It made me wonder about the future of the Wolves football team, but I wasn't necessarily thinking about this year with Cole coming back. And yeah. I'd been raving about him, you know, myself last year, uh, after seeing you guys from game one on through the season, how well he progressed as a quarterback. But uh, the, the switch made there, I mean, I don't know. I You're going to laugh at me. I don't know if you heard me say this before. I was like, Coach McCarty's looking like a genius here because it's really paid dividends to have Jake there. At QB and Cole is just on fire, both sides of the ball. You know, uh, I guess we could talk about him next, but uh, you know, his his stats are maybe not gaudy necessarily, but he's contributed in so many ways. Um, how how are you feeling about that 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 change and and what it's done for the team overall? Yeah, I mean, having good players makes you look like a good coach. There's no doubt about that. Um, 
you know, so it's, it's nothing. To, I mean, we just try and get the balls to our guy in space and, you know, it wasn't an easy decision to move Cole, right? He's going to be a senior, um, you know, and he had played quarterback for us, but I think he understood as well that, you know, maybe Jake had a better skill set suited for that. And he was better. Um, you know, Cole was an excellent runner as a quarterback last year. And so we decided we needed to build on that and not necessarily be such a quarterback centric, um, offense, especially when you have, um, number 33, you know, Cam in there. Uh, you don't want to be built on your quarterback run game. Um, and so we figured, you know, we, let's go like a one-two pop maybe with Cam and Cole and get them out in space. Um, you know, and, and I think Cole actually has more rushing touchdowns than Cam Buffington right now. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's a great, great thing. When, Like you said, you scout his, his yards maybe aren't there, but his attempts, and you can see that he has the big playability. You know, if you were to go through and look at his touchdown runs, very few of them are under 10, right? He's able to break a 40, a 50, a 37. You know, he's got, you know, he's, he's a big playability kid. Um, you know, and I just think back to the Iowa Valley game. Um, you know, we just called a play to try and get a first down. Next thing you know, he's, he's scampering for a 50 yard touchdown. Um, you know, he makes a couple guys miss and he's gone. Um, you know, and I think, um, we found out when, uh, Buff played quarterback as a sophomore, the same kind of thing was, um, with Cole. It was kind of analysis or paralysis by analysis, right? We slowed their playmaking ability down by making them make the quarterback decision. Um, and it wasn't in their skill set. We thought it was, and you can go back. wasn't a very smart coach then, right? But now I'm now I'm smart, right? Uh, <laughs> by moving those guys. But that's kind of what we found out, right? Um, even on the defensive side, they were slow. They were just a little slow because of you know decision fatigue is a real thing for a 17 year old, um, you know. And so we got those guys to get the ball, and now they're just natural athletes with the ball in their hand, as opposed to having to make the decision, read the coverage, you know, set the protection, all those kind of things. Um, you know, they're able to just get the ball and be who they are. And, you know, defensively, I think, um, you know, Cole Milks is as, as good as there is in the area right now at defensive back. You know, he's got the, the one-handed interception, you know, against, I think that was against Waco. He had one the week before. Um, you know, he's got a really a couple nice good plays. Uh, but the game that really stood out is the Montezuma game. Um, you know, they had a kid coming in. I think he was like top two or three at the time in the state in touchdown catches, um, you know, up there in, in catches in general and, and yards. And Cole did an absolutely fantastic job against him. I think he maybe had three catches, um, you know, but Cole just kind of, you know, basically shut the kid down as, more than anybody had that season. And, um, you know, that's just a tribute to him. He's, he's worked really hard um, to get where he is athletically. Um, you know, he pays attention to practice. Every rep is a game speed rep for him. Uh, you know, I've never seen him take one off in practice. And um, you're just really happy for a kid like that to make that jump and, and really – not be one of the other guys, you know, now he's a guy that's being talked about and he's got, you know, a couple offers and getting looked at to play the next level. And, and, you know, hopefully he can, we can finish out the season and we can get him going somewhere. Yeah. He, and he should, cause he, if he wants to play football in college, he, he could go either side of the ball and, and contribute yep. to somebody, no doubt. Well, you brought up Cam and I'll tell you on the podcast here, we, we probably don't talk about him enough. And I think it's just, the, the fact that he everybody knows about Cam Buffington. I mean, and we have for some years now. Yep. And uh, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't be giving him his just dues because uh, I I've said it before and I've had people question me. People that I have watched football with, you know, high school football with anyway, for thirty years say, "Are you sure that he's the best you've ever seen?" And I, well, I can only go off of what I've seen with my own eyes. Okay, and right. all of watching I've done it's been in. Western Illinois and, uh, you know, here in, in South, well, all over Iowa. 
Um, but yeah, he's the best I've seen. And when I when I say that, I'm I'm talking about years where I followed James Vandenberg teams around. I followed Jesse yep. Ertz around. I saw Sir Whitaker over at Illini West in Carthage back in the day, who went on to become a decathlete and a track star at Missouri. Um, and Cam, for my money, is is the best pure football player I've ever seen. And uh, his numbers don't lie. And yeah, I know people will say, well, he's playing an eight man. I'm I'm telling you guys. This kid could be a linebacker as Southeast Polk, and he would stand out just as much, and I, I stand behind that. Uh, he, he's just been a joy to watch and a joy to watch develop uh, since I saw him the first time. I would have been that Waco game at your place, uh, sophomore year when he was playing quarterback. And I said, man, this, this kid's going to be something by the time he's a senior, and here we are. And uh, what's it like to coach a, a kid like that that's, you know, he's definitely a generational talent. Hey, let me yeah. let me uh, throw a couple cents in here. Uh um, if if Round Guy Radio, I, I might owe owe him an apology, you know, because um, I'm very conscious about just not talking about him only, you know. But I imagine all the other media that that you cover, that's all they want to talk about is Cole or is is Cam Buffington, and uh, you got a lot of other players that I want to mention in there. But uh, I don't know. I think I may have undersold this kid, or or, or haven't given him enough uh, praise, yeah. um, and that's all I wanted to say. Yeah, um, you know, and that's that's kind of who Cam is, though. He would rather have the story about uh, the team or, you know, his teammates than himself. And I think that's part of what makes him a, a great football player, um, you know, is his humility. You know, at the beginning of the season, uh, some Cedar Rapids, because that wanted to do a story on him. Um, and he was like, yeah, that's fine, but we're not going to talk about Iowa. We can talk about, um, you know, what we expect out of the season and, you know, where we've come from last year. He's like, but I don't want to talk about going to Iowa. That hasn't happened yet, you know, and he's like, I want to talk about our, our team and our season. And, um, and that's one of the things that I always try and work into every interview about him is that what a tremendous teammate and leader he is. Um, you know, we've all, if you've seen him play, obviously he's a tremendous athlete. Um, you know, he, like you said, he's, a, he's an elite talent. Um, but the things, it didn't just happen, um, for the young man, right? I mean, when COVID came and shut down, you know, he got a set of weights, um, put it in his garage. They made a weight room in there and I, and I still don't think he's missed a day. Um, you know, so he, he definitely put the time in, um, he's a young man, you know, it's, it's the, it's the mesh of when hard work meets talent. Um, you know, it, like you said, you've watched a lot of football in your life. I've been around football a long time. You got a lot of kids that either work hard and just aren't talented or are very talented and don't work hard and it doesn't pan out for them. Um, you know, but this is a young man who is talented and works hard. Um, you know, and he, did, he he's earned the success that he, he's had, right? And he's earned the sound bites and the highlights and all those things. And, and you're extremely um, happy for him. You know, he he's a linebacker at heart. Um, you know, he craves contact. He craves that kind of things, you know, and I, I try to get him excited about offense and it just does not light the fire as much as his defense does, which is great. Um, you know, that's what he wants to be in the future. And, and I think he has a bright future, um, you know, at the university of Iowa, um, you, you know, and, and I hope wish him all the success. And um, the, the, the big thing, like I said, I just want to reiterate that is how great of a teammate he is um, and how hard he works. Um, you know, he, he brings kids, he would drive, you know, he only lives like half a block from the school. We'd go pick a teammate up that lives five miles away so they could get to uh, wait, you know. So it's those kind of things that hopefully, um, you know, his teammates, they remember that about him more than, you know, the one-handed catches and the, the, the broken tackles and things, which are exciting, um, you know. But for me, coaching him, um, you know, I, I learned from him, uh, you know, just about 
how fast, you know, he can read things and diagnose things. And, you know, he's earned the right to have, have some input on some, on some things. And, and, you know, it's not crazy stuff, you know, I mean, the, the kid understands football very well, um, you know, and he has a high football IQ. And I think that's part of the reason, um, you know, he understands what it takes. Um, he, he gets that it takes what it takes to be good. Um, and I think he's going to carry that with him into the next level. And, you know, I, I like I said, I hope for nothing but success at, at the University of Iowa. And, and I think we got a chance to see him out on the field for meaningful plays um, in the next four or five years in the black and gold. And I, I really, I truly think that, um, you know, because of how hard he works, his football IQ, you know, he comes from a good family. Um, you know, he, he understands um, hard work and, and those kind of things that we'll, we'll see him play on Saturday. Uh, you know, I truly believe that, but. You know, as far as right now, it's it's fun to have a kid like that. Um, you know, you call a play just to try. I mean, it it's uh, against Waco, for example, where we just called an off tackle zone play for him. Um, I was trying to get the first down so he could get to half. You know, up twelve six. You know, feeling pretty good. We hadn't beat Waco for a few years. You know, it's a competitive game. Next thing you know, he's gone. Um, you know, and we get a touchdown. We get the ball back at half, and, and we're able to do those kind of things. Same kind of thing up at Iowa Valley. Um, you know, it's our second drive first, you know, yeah, no, it's our first drive of the game. Um, we're a fourth and short, just call a play, get him the ball, call a play to get a first down. It's a 60 yard touchdown. Uh, you know, so, um, he's, he's obviously, like you said, a generational talent. Um, hopefully he's inspiring young, young wolves, uh, to work hard and, and try and emulate what he's done. Um, you know, I don't think there'll be another one, but hopefully we can have kids that try to be like him and, and when I say that, like I said, that's not just his football ability, right? It's his leadership. It's his academics. It's his uh, teammate, you know, the, the high character, you know, things he does. So, um, you know, like I said, he, he's been a real joy. Hopefully we've got a few more uh, weeks, maybe a month left together, and we can enjoy that time together. Yeah, I would I would uh, say that just kind of piggyback what I said. You know, we, we do this podcast, try to spotlight Southeast Iowa because we feel we're kind of forgotten about even in a state as small as this one down here. And, uh, you know, it's important to have a kid come along like a Cam or Jesse Ertz back when he was yep. in and kind of help grab that spotlight, you know, yeah. for some of the other kids. And uh, so it's enabled us to talk about uh, the other players on the team or whatever. But like Dave said, I, I don't want to forget about Cam either just because he does get right. written about a lot or whatever by some of the big papers and whatnot. Now. Yeah. And I, I got to give Dave a, Dave a hard time for about two years on this podcast. Now he's had a thumbnail for every wake or Winfield podcast of Reichenbach, uh, stiff arming Cam in the face. I looked at like, like two Winfield Mount union guys bearing down on, on, uh, uh him. And it was a, it was a yeah, stock picture from uh, 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 from the Burlington Hawkeye, uh, but right. uh, uh, you're going to get that. You're going to have to see that thumbnail that you sent me uh, for yeah. your team until you send me a different one. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good with the one now, but don't think it was lost on us that we saw a face mask happening there or a stiff arm happening yeah. there for two years. Uh, well, um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, uh, we'll get it. We'll do better from here on. <laughs> I'm it was fun kid. watching those two battle. I'll tell you that. I miss it. <laughs> yeah, those are, I mean, they, they were, I mean, in all sports too, right? I mean, those guys just competed. And, you know, you go back to like, they were good, you know, extremely elite last year. And, and we're having a nice season this year. It's, it's good for both programs. You know, it's a it's a healthy rivalry. You know, they, they, we, yeah. we respect each other. And, um, you know, it's just one of those things that when, when one of us is good, it, it brings the other teams level up, you know, and, 
Um, I, I remember when we played their sophomore year, uh, they had that Jonah Clark kid who was an absolute beast. Oh my God, and our yeah. kids, and our kids said, you know, we've got to out physical, right? And you know, kids dedicated themselves. Taken a couple of years, right? But they've dedicated themselves so they they can be physical. I mean, they remember how physical Jonah Clark was, right? And they remember last year the Deer's kid, how physical he was. Um, and our kids have taken steps, you know, so they can be that physical. You know, it's kind of a an arms race between the two uh, the programs, you know. And and I'm sure they they've got kids that look over and they say, you know, I want to be physical like Abram Edwards or Cooper Buffington or or Cam. Um, you know, and so it's just one of those things that's going to inspire the next season or the next couple of seasons, kids to improve, um, you know, and just keep that rivalry there. And, and it's good for Henry County, um, you know, for those two teams to be uh, respectful and still have a, you know, rivalry and get after each other. Yeah, it's pretty special. I, I love living in this area and watching that stuff. Um, and it reminds me of home, so that makes it better. Yeah. And since you bring up uh, physical specimens, I think it's time we talk about Abram Edwards a little bit yeah. because, you know, he's a kid that I'll be at the weight room, I'll be at Brick House up in Washington, and I'll have high school kids come up to me asking about, what do you think about that kid? You know, and I'm like, oh, there's some good genetics there. <laughs> but mm-hmm. but I'm sure there's a lot of the hard work and stuff that you're talking about uh, that goes into Abram's game and uh, culminates into to a lot, uh, especially from – the offensive line side of things for him. So let's talk about Abram's season a little bit here. Yeah. I mean, in Abram, I can, you know, echo all the points, you know, with Cam about being a great leader, a great teammate. Um, you know, the one thing I'm, I'm super impressed with Abram is last year um, as a junior, he kind of struggled with keeping his weight up. You know, he was on the, the circuit, the game day visit circuit, and, you know, everything was – he had to weigh in. And, you know, he was struggling to weigh 200. He got sick for a point, you know, and got down. Um, and when he reported for us, we took way to that two thirty, um, and he that kid. I tell you what, he has worked his tail off to get where he is physically. Um, like you said, obviously very good genetics with Clay, uh, his yep. dad. Um, you know, and Abram has has worked really hard to be where he is physically, and he he's just a kid that works on his craft. You know, all the time. Um, you know, he he's probably one of the better blockers I've been around um, as a player, as a coach. Um, in my football career, right? And I just, he's so good with his feet. Um, he understands angles and leverage. And then, you know, and that helps him on the defensive side. And plus being 6'6", six, 6'5", six, six, doesn't hurt either, um, you know, yep. with his wingspan. And he just, he's so fundamental. And, you know, he, he gets overshadowed a lot because Cam's numbers are so big and he makes a lot of the flashy plays. Yeah. But Abram is is the, I don't want to say glue guy because that's that's understating what he does for us. Um, you know, but he does so many things right um, that if you're a football guy and a football fan, I should say football guy, football fan, um, and you watch Winfield Mount Union play, 84 will jump off the screen to you, yeah. um, you know, and so you, you can't undersell him, you know, his numbers, they're not going to, you know, write stories about his, his stats, um, but the, the things he does for our football team, uh, he's, he's super valuable to us, um, you know, and like I said, He's a great teammate, um, you know, and he's another kid that the success he's getting, he's, he's earned every minute, you know, every little bit of it, um, you know, getting a scholarship to Army, mm-hmm. it's, it's awesome. I mean, that's so excited for the kids. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like I said, he did the whole game day visit circuit, you know, after a game he'd load up and they'd drive to Minneapolis or out to Lincoln or down to Columbia, Missouri, or, you know, you name it in the Midwest, he took that in North Dakota. You know, he took he he did those uh, things, and Army came in. 
Um, you know, and Abram loves the, that discipline lifestyle. That's who he is. Um, you know, and I think it's going to be a great fit for him, and I think he's going to have success success out there. Don't know what side of the ball they're going to put him at, uh, but whichever they do, he's such that he's a consummate team player that he's going to take that that position and he's going to give it everything he has. Hey, I got a question. Yep. Can you work it out so I get a, a, a ticket to the Army Navy game? Uh, that's that's <laughs> yeah, on my bucket list. Line line to see. Yeah, I'd I'd love to go. Um, you know, I, that's one of those things that. When he said, hey, I'm going to Army, I looked at my wife and I said, we got to figure out a way to go to the Army Navy game. Uh, yeah. That's you know, that's, that's, that's I, I haven't I'll missed one of those. I'll take Scotty with me if he gives me two tickets. <laughs> yeah, I'll go. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think Southeast Iowa, a lot of, a lot of Winfield might pack up and, and uh, try and find a way to wherever it is, Maryland or Philadelphia, wherever it'll be that year. Um, I think it's in Philly next, when he's a freshman. So um, that would be pretty awesome. But. Um, you know, I, it just, it's not only that, it, it's just fun to watch kids that, um, you know, you've coached, you know, I, I'm not going to take any credit for their success. Um, you know, but kids that you get to be around, you know, have success at that next level. It's just fun to watch those kids earn, earn success. And then, and then they get to reap their benefits. Yeah. Well, we don't want to undersell the coaches either. I had to give my daughter a speech yesterday at bowling. She wasn't listening to the coach. So uh, I said, hey, these guys are here to help you along the way. Pay attention. <laughs> so don't don't count yourself out there either. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, I'll tell you about Abram. The one thing that jumps off for me when I watch him play is watching him bear down on a quarterback when he gets loose. If uh, yeah. it's rollout or something like that. It's a downright scary thing to see that big body coming that fast. And, uh, you know, like I, like you said, I don't know what they'll, they'll do with him in college, but, uh, I sure like him as a defensive end. He's one of my favorites yeah. and, and where there's no short those around here. Yeah. That would be my, uh, that would be my vote for him. Uh, but I think if they put him at tackle, I think he'd be a heck of a tackle as well. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if army went to kind of a more of a spread offense. Yeah. So I don't yeah. Know if, um, if they were staying in the triple, I think the tight end, he'd be a great fit there. But I honestly, the way he blocks, I could see him being an offensive lineman, and he would be an elite one there too. I think so. And and you know, you're talking about genetics and stuff, and his brain. There's really no shortage of things that he could do uh, with you know diet and 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 training and stuff. And just whatever he wants to play, he's going to be able to do it. Yeah. In in a you know big shout out to Clay. He's our head basketball coach. Um, and a lot of times, you know, sometimes. Coaches, other than football coaches, don't love the weight room for their kids during their season. Um, and Coach Edwards has done a great job of promoting the weight room. Um, you know, obviously he wants his kids to get strong, but, you know, he doesn't have other kids. They don't shy away from it. Um, and he's done a great job on our staff uh, with our special teams um, and things, you know, coaching our D-line and our receivers, and he's done a really nice job. Um, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't give him a shout-out on it. And He's just done a really good job, and, and he, he, he's just – so good at the fundamentals and the kids that bought into, you know, hand placement and eye placement and, and things like that. So, you know, a lot of credit has to go to him with how well our, our D line is played, you know, like you said, Abram, um, you know, and then Cooper Buffington and Lane, Lane Dinker, those two have really taken a step up uh, under coach uh, Edwards this year. Hey. Yeah. All right. So we don't want to keep there all day, uh, <laughs> but, and we could probably talking about your team and, one thing I've loved about uh, Winfield Mount Union Wolves team this year versus last year is you've got some more bodies to work with. Uh, depth was kind of a problem last year. And I felt, uh, like and the next player I'd like to talk about real quick, Carter Lloyd. Him and I had a short conversation up at Columbus when you guys uh, had that Saturday game against Montezuma. So some of the boys came over to Columbus. I was there. 
And I said, Carter, I said, last year you guys had a, had a great team. I know you had some, some injury issues. You had the, the depth issue. Um, I'm like, and I felt like games I went to see you guys play in, the ball didn't bounce your way some of the time, you know? Yep. And it tends to change, though, from year to year. And I feel like all those things are coming together this year for you. And, uh, you know, Carter's a piece that it's quiet. It's a, it's a quiet contribution, but he's out there doing a lot of stuff for you on both sides of the ball as well. Yeah, you know, he uh, he's another kid that he's done a really nice job of getting prepared for the year um, and just buying into understanding that fundamentals um, carry through. You know, he made a one-handed catch. You know, every once in a while you make the extraordinary, but we talk about being really good at the ordinary, right? If you can be really good at the ordinary, the extraordinary happen. I had a, I had a baseball coach who's in the Hall of Fame that, that is, he preached that all the time, like make the routine play. If you can make the routine play 98% of the time, you'll make an extraordinary play every now and then. And that's kind of what we, we kind of carry that mantra as well. Just be really good at what you're supposed to do, right? Do your job, but do it really well. Um, and, and Carter's done that. Um, you know, he might not get the targets um, that some of the other guys get, especially in the district, you know, but when he gets them, yeah. he comes down with the ball. Um, and he has become an exceptional down-the-field blocker. Um, you know, we're, if we run at him and, you know, he's a wide out, we're going to get another five, 10 yards after where he is because he's, he's doing such a good job. And that's not, you're out on an island. It's easy to get called for a hold out there, but he's done such a really good job of learning that technique. Um, that with him out as a receiver, we, you know, we feel comfortable running out that way because we know he's going to keep his, his block. And then defensively, you know, he's done a really nice job of, of moving his feet, understanding coverages. You know, I think he's got a couple picks. Um, you know, so it's just, it's fun to like, you know, and I could go on and on about our kids, just they're reaping the, the benefits of their hard work, you know, and, and he's one of those kids, like you said, kind of a silent contributor, but, um, a, a definite main piece of the puzzle, uh, you know, as we go through it. Yeah, I totally agree. And he's a lot of fun to watch and I love chatting with him when I get a chance. Very good. Yeah. Again. Um, one one player that stood out to me when I came up to you guys' game against English Valleys, which wasn't uh, a real pretty game uh, because they're they're just not uh, very experienced over there. Yeah, they aren't what they were a couple years ago. Right. Um, but I had the opportunity to go. I packed up the kid. I said, we're going over to Winfield for a while. We went over there and watched the first quarter, <laughs> and that was all we needed to see. But Dale yeah. Johnson at, uh, at linebacker there. Really stood out to me in that game. I, I hadn't noticed him before, and it's probably just because I've got my eyes on 33 and 84, and you know. Yeah. Um, but man, he he was a a freight train wrecking things in that game for you guys. Um, and he's got a classic, what I like to say, linebacker build from kids I've seen over the years down here. Yep. Compact, stout, strong. Moves fast. He's quick. Um, can you talk about Kale's year a little bit for us? Yeah, so Kale's a move in for us. He came in from uh, Easton Valley, um, and he's a senior this year. He was a sophomore on the team that was a runner-up for Easton Valley back in 21. Okay. Um, and so he's got uh, he's got some skills, right? He's been there. He's kind of done that, uh, and he brings that to the to the school. And I can't imagine what it's like to be a young man going into your senior year and changing schools. Yeah, um, you know, just the the social, the the outside of football thing, but he's such a great kid, super nice, you know, works hard, you know, and he the kids they just they he he was it's like he's been here his whole career, um, you know, he's warmed up to the kids, the kids warmed up to him basically day one, um, you know, kids were flipping him crap, you know, at practice, and he was giving it right back, and you're like, you know what, we're gonna be okay, um, yeah. 
you know, and like you said, linebacker, he played linebacker, I think his, his whole defensive career. So he, he understands, you know, what it takes up there at that position, but we moved into offensive line. Um, he was a tight end. I think he played some quarterback. I think, he, you know, Easton Valley had some injuries last year. So I think he played a little bit of everything. Um, but we moved into guard and, you know, it was a little bit of a learning curve for him, um, but he's turned into a really nice offensive lineman for us. Um, you know, him and Cooper at, at the guards, they just, they do a really nice job. You know, you don't have to go, uh, I don't want to run to the right. I want to run to the left because of him. Or, you know, you don't have that thought. You you go, you know, I'm going to run this play because this is the best play and we get to match up that way. And, you know, so yeah, he's been a great fit for us. Um, you know, he's, he's come in and, and he does a nice job in school. You know, like I said, the kids all get along with him and I, I really enjoy him and his dad, Tony, um, is helping us as an assistant coach. Um, and he's, you know, been a good fit with the kids. The kids really like and respect him. Um, so it's just been a good fit overall having uh, the Johnsons move to town and, and Kale on the football team. Well, I sure enjoyed watching him that night. I, I don't know. I When I first moved to Iowa, I went to a lot of Mount Pleasant games, and they had kids built just like him that played yep. fullback and linebacker every year. And I loved watching them kids. They usually were number 34, <laughs> you know, or yep. whatever. Yep. And uh, I was like, oh, my gosh, this kid is like one of those kids. And, and uh yeah, yeah, we give him a hard time to a, a picture somebody feel like on Facebook or something, and he's standing between like Abram, Cam, Carter, Cole, Jake, you know, all guys six two and above, and then there's yeah. Kale, like maybe we'll say he's five ten. Yeah, um, and I, I'm like, look, you're amongst the trees, and I said you're kind of a shrub, you know, like just a, a, in a you know, lighthearted jab at you know, you're just not the tallest thing on our team, and because we've got some tall kids, we've got some big kids, and and uh, Kale's just not blessed with height. Uh, but you know, he makes up for it. He's a great player. Yeah, he's he's a he's a joy to watch. Um, so, on that note, Eli Miller, he's one that uh, I think had a lot more contribution maybe last year than he did, and then he has this year offensively. But he's another senior that's that's helped build this team to where it's at. Um, what kind of years he having for you? Yeah, Eli's um, great team player. Like you said, you know, he was our we we ran the I formation. He ran fullback and. You know, I think we had 600 offensive snaps, we'll say, last year. And, you know, he played almost every single one of them. Um, and then, you know, kind of things happen. We kind of change the offense a little bit, and, and we aren't doing what we did last year. But we get him in, um, and when he comes in, we don't miss a beat. Um, you know, he's, he's got a handful of touchdowns, I think, this year already. Um, and he's where, where his big contribution is on defensive end. Um, you know, we moved him to free safety. Um, he's done a really nice job there. He does what he's supposed to do. Um, and you know, he brings physicality, he brings leadership, um, you know, just a kid that in, he enjoys playing high school football, um, you know, maybe not much of a future of football after this, but he's going to enjoy every minute of it right now. Um, you know, and, and that's, that's the kind of kid we want where, you know, he's a football player, um, not just a kid out for football and we enjoy having him on the team and his, his contribution, like you said, might not be on the stat sheet. Um, but it's, it's definitely there and, and the kids understand it and the kids, rally around him he gets kids fired up you know sometimes he lead blocks with his helmet you know last year it was dented i think because of all the lead blocks he had last year and the kids kind of get a kick out of that so you know greatly appreciative of what eli brings to the table been here for four years um you know he just keeps doing things the right way working out and speed training and all those things and those are the kind of guys that you need um, yeah. to be a good team um you can't have and we kind of find that out last year in the last couple of years right we were a little uh, one player centric, um, and when you're one player centric, um, you're easier to stop than than we are. You know, without using our I hate to use the word role players, but your other players, 
Um, and when you can get those guys the ball and you feel comfortable giving Eli Miller four or five carries a game and you know you're going to get, you know, between 25, 35 yards and maybe a touchdown out of him, you know, you feel pretty good about spreading the wealth and giving a kid a play, you know, not having to have Cam touch the ball 30 times a game. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so we're we're happy with what Eli brings to the table for sure. Well, he definitely jumped out at me game one last year when we drove all the way to Martinsdale because I yeah, saw yeah. that's one of the smaller fullbacks I've ever seen, but you wouldn't know it by the way he lowers that, that hat and uh, yeah. takes on contact and the way he plays. And you're right. I, I took the words out of my mouth. Every great team needs kids like him that may not be the prototypical size or whatever, but they have that mentality and it's contagious. And, yeah. and uh, yeah, he's, he's been a lot of fun to watch as well. I love his work ethic. Well, Hey guys, uh, we could go on all day and talk, but we've, Already done it for about forty-five minutes. So uh, why don't we? Uh, uh, I'll. I'll I, do, I just want to say this. Um, first time Scotty Melvin ever come on the show. He talked about Cam Buffington and Abram Edwards and the Swinfield Mount Union team that was a little short uh, on depth, but they are eventually going to be this big force to deal with, you know. And uh, um, so that was day one of. Uh, First time we ever even start talking about high school football here on a round guy radio and kind of built a, um, kind of built a, a following of the thing. A lot, quite a bit of it was like following your team and some of the great athletes that you have over there. So we really want to uh, congratulate you, uh, Coach McCarty, on getting uh, uh, your team to be as uh, you know big and, and powerful as they are. Uh, and I want to thank Scotty for uh, being three years ahead of the curve on this. Uh, I'll let both of you guys say a, a little something and we'll wrap this up because I, I got to go barbecue for the family. There you go. Well, you want to go first? I, I mean, it doesn't matter to me. Oh, yeah. Let me say it real first and then I'll turn it over to you. Um, Dave's right. Uh, you know, I had no idea I was going to get involved in this podcast thing. I just go to watch great players and great teams play. And, and uh, Cam and Abram jumped off off at me right away. Um Three, well, was it three years ago? They were sophomores. That's all I know. Yep. And I yep. thought, man, this thing's going to culminate in something in a, in a year, maybe two. And here we are. They're seniors. And uh, it's been fun to watch. And, yeah, congrats on all the success so far. We know there's a lot left to do. We're going to be following intensely and uh, rooting for you. And uh, good luck. I appreciate that, guys. And, and you know, I appreciate you uh, covering not just us, but everybody. You know, it's good for our kids. Gone are the radio shows and the, the newspapers in the morning. You know, we used to have a phrase called get your name in the newspaper, right? When you have a big play. And now we probably should say get your name on a podcast. But, you know, um, it's, it's, you know, I, I, it, it's been a long run for our kids. Um, and, you know, we've, our kids have done a really nice job of just working hard and putting themselves in position. I told you earlier, you know, how many have played as a freshman. Um, you know, and if you look back, back from 2020 to where we're at now, we've gradually improved in all areas uh, of football. Um, and a lot of it's to do with this senior class we have right now. Um, you know, I can't, I can't begin to express my gratitude to them. Um, you know, the kids, uh, their families for their support. You know, we run a golf tournament down here. You know, we're never at a shortage for volunteers, um, you know, and sponsors and things like that. So, um, it's, it's a, it's been a cool community effort. Um, you know, the, the culture we have built with this group, um, you know, you have a culture no matter what, but they've built a real positive, supportive culture for a program. Um, you know, and, and I'm, I'm going to be forever grateful of this group, um, for the, the fun few years they've, they've given us, you know, um, like you said, hopefully we're not done, uh, very soon. We can have this conversation again in a month, 
you know, but, uh, you know, I just, the, that senior class, you know, and like you said, we've got some young guys that have, have done a really nice job of contributing this year, but that senior class, they've stuck together, you know, um, throughout the years. And, you know, back from when they played YSF and flag football, it's about the same group as we have right now. Um, and that's what small school football is about, just guys that have stuck together throughout the years, work hard. And then they have that chance as seniors to, you know, become their whole town, hometown legends, you know. And, and I think our poster this year is something about write your own destiny or create your own destiny and those things. And those guys are doing it. And, you know, I'm, I'm very thankful to them and, like I said, and their families and you guys for covering us. And, um, you know, it's been a fun ride. And hopefully we can keep this thing going. And, and uh, I'm just really grateful for this year because we've had some pretty down years. Um, you know, and as a coach, you go, I don't know if it's ever going to get any better. And, you know, we've got a better year this year. And what what makes this one great is the kids. Um, you know, winning is always awesome. But, you know, the kids really make it fun. And, um, you know, we just super grateful for where I'm at as a coach right now with these kids. And, and I hope we can continue it. You know, I'm not, I told them the other night at practice, I said, I'm not done ready for this to be over. I enjoy you guys too much. I enjoy coming to practice too much. Um, you know, so let's keep it running. And, and they all feel the same way. So thanks again. I appreciate you having me on. All right. Well, uh, it's been tremendous uh, uh, covering the team uh, all year in the last three years. Uh, I, uh, this has been uh, uh, Scotty Melvin spotlight on the Winfield Mount Union Wolves uh, season this year. Uh, uh, thank you both for being with us. Thanks, Scotty. Hey, thank you. And thank you, Scott, for, uh, for joining in. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks Coach McCarty. Thank you. All right. We'll see you again. Thanks for listening. We want to thank the sponsors that helped bring you high school football here on Round Guy Radio. We're going to start out with Iowa Tire of Fairfield, Iowa, as well as Kyoto Transmission and Repair, uh, Flint Cliffs Manufacturing of Burlington, Iowa, Wester Drug of Wilton and Muscatine, Jen Fagan, your neighbor's insurance agent, Home Plate Sports Cars of Oskaloosa, Iowa, Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa, B&B Propane, R&B Brakes of Dubuque for the best sports page. Check out R&B Brakes' Facebook page. Richardson's Tech Solutions of Richland, Iowa, Farmers Co-op and Vision Ag of Kyoto and all the areas around, and uh, the Packwood Locker of Packwood, Iowa, soon to be Griner Meats and Groceries of Richland, 